The Why Watch That Talk. Listeners, oh my goodness, it's the week of Halloween. <laughs> and you know what the scary part is? The scary part is that TV's not slowing down. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really frightening when we look at our DVRs. <laughs> In fact, that is the critic's nightmare. He wakes up in cold sweats when his DVR is bustling over. Yes. Full of TV shows. But the good news is that we've got a couple shows to talk about. Some series premieres and a season premiere to sort of touch base, check in, and see where we are as why watch that, hosts. (laughs) Let's start with the first uh, season series premieres this is brand new, but it's a mini series. It's on PBS, one of our favorite networks, and it's called The Woman in White. Ooh, ah, mm, oh. sounds kind of creepy. Sounds like a ghostly woman. We'll see if that's true or not. It's only five parts, and if you have a PBS subscription, as I do, you can binge that sucker. Um, if not, you're gonna be waiting week to week. So, critic, Woman in White. Yeah. Who is she? When? Where? And with what? Well, at the very beginning of this miniseries, it's set in the 19th century. Okay. Mm-hmm. We find out that a young woman named Laura Fairley has died. But why? See, I knew oh. it. I knew it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Now, according to our half-sister, Marion Holcomb, it's the fault of two men. But which two men? There's an investigation underway, and she demands help. Then we're taken back to a time before the crime. Young artist Walter Hartwright receives a request to go from London to Cumberland in order to restore the art collection of Frederick Fairley and to tutor Frederick's nieces, the aforementioned Laura and Marion. Now, Walter doesn't want to tutor these nieces. He don't want to do that. He wouldn't do any of them. But this is something that he can't pass up. Now, his mentor, Professor Pesca, put in a good word for him, and his mother encourages him to accept the job. Now, Walter's father has passed away as well, so his mother will be left all alone. But she says, hey, I can manage it. But will Walter? Because not long before Walter has, uh, has to leave to go to Cumberland, he encounters a strange woman in white while out for a walk during the night. Mm-mm. Now, this woman seems disconcerted, but she knows of Cumberland and Limeridge Hall, which is where Walter's supposed to work. But before he can get more information from her, she rushes off in a coach. <laughs> now, not long after this, Walter overhears two men who are asking about this woman. They say that she escaped from the asylum. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, Setting that aside, a few days later, Walter winds up at Limeridge, which is an oppressive estate, of course, and he finds that Frederick Fairley, played by Charles Dance, is a strange sort of wealthy man. He can't abide the loud noises, the sunlight, oh no, it's too much for him. But before Walter even met Fairley, he first encountered Marion, who always presents herself boldly. Now, she informs him that while her half-sister, Laura, has an inheritance, guess what? Marion does not. They got different patterns. 
She then takes Walter to meet Laura, and this startles Walter. Laura reminds him of whom? The woman in white. Okay. Looks just like her. So what's that about? Now, over time, Marion and Laura's, uh, uh, well, over time, Marion remembers that someone fitting the woman's description used to be a favorite of their mother's. Okay. Now, Laura remembered this, this woman too, but she's kind of like, mm, not quite interested. What's that about? Also, of course, there's some chemistry between Laura, who's a free spirit, and Walter. But what can come of that? Because Walter has no means. Plus, Laura's engaged to be married, but the reputation of her fiance, Sir Percival Glide, has recently come into question. So, of course, oh. nothing good's going to come of this stuff. Now, just to say this as a review, this is fitting as a masterpiece presentation, okay? It's a period piece at an estate near water in England. Got it. Yeah. So you can imagine the kinds of shots you're going to see. And based on the first episode, there's enough to interest fans of period mystery thrillers. There's a complicated romance. There's an imperiled engagement. There's a possible murder. There are missing persons. There's an eccentric old, eccentric old guy. Uh, there's a mysterious woman, <laughs> a strong-willed woman, and you got uh, an idealistic artist. Also, this is based on the novel of the same name by Wilkie Collins, who was a contemporary and friend of Charles Dickens. So ah. you know, yeah, you know they're going to be twists and turns here. Now, overall, while this isn't necessarily special, but not at least, not I mean, not yet. We don't know yet. Why not watch it if you're a Masterpiece fan, right? There you go. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, we'll, whether I'm going to watch it or not will remain a mystery. (laughs) Let's move on to Bodyguard. Not the Bodyguard. No. Bodyguard on Mm. Netflix that uh, we both got a chance to binge over the weekend. It is in its first season with a total of six episodes but we, it was like a huge hit um, in, 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 over across the pond, we'll say. And I have to say that this, in my opinion, before we get started, we are going to dance around this plot because there's a lot of twists and turns and we don't want to ruin things for you listeners. And for me, if at all possible, Stay away. You can listen to us. Stay away from any other folks out there talking about this because it is—it's a huge hit. um, Because you don't want it ruined. So, with that being said, critic, do tell us the gist of Bodyguard. Ooh, wonderful! Now, London Police Sergeant David Budd and uh, David's played by Richard Madden, who's best known as Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay, so. Sergeant Bud's on a train with his two young children, headed to their home, and he can tell that something's up. The train conductor's checking things out suspiciously. And look, this does not sit right with him, so he offers to help. And in so doing, I'ma say it, he winds up thwarting. Because this doesn't matter much. He winds up thwarting something. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Okay, now as a result of this, he receives a promotion. So he's now a specialist protection officer or bodyguard. And he's assigned to guard home secretary, Julia Montague. He's her principal protection officer. Now as home secretary, 
Julia is responsible for immigration law and order and security in the UK, especially in England and Wales. And she's a piece of work. <laughs> she is. Yes. But there's a problem. Sergeant Buds, a veteran of the war in Afghanistan, and Secretary Montague was one of its staunchest proponents and is the proponent of new measures that fit a similar mold. Now, this does not sit well with Bud, nor does it sit well with one of Bud's best friends and fellow vet, Andy, who leads the Veterans Peace Group. In addition, Andy thinks that Bud needs help with his PTSD, but Bud disagrees. Exactly. And by the way, Bud's wife has separated from him because of this. Uh (laughs) Now, Andy stresses to Bud that Montague and other politicians like her need to pay. Now that's Mm. a uh uh-oh, a oh boy, and a oh my all wrapped together. So will there be any repercussions? Let's think back because of what Bud did from before to get this promotion. Oh, that's a question. And the Secretary Montague have other potential enemies to contend with. After all, she is ambitious. And she doesn't mind doing things her way. In addition, Mm. just how are all of these relationships going to develop? Exactly who's aligned with whom? And are any of these people safe? Oh. Do you want to give your thoughts, Raph, or you want me to continue? That was that was that was a beautiful uh, ballroom dance. <laughs> <laughs> now, what the critic is telling you is <laughs> from episode to episode, some of that mattered, and some of it didn't. Yeah, because yeah. by the time you get to the end of this train. <laughs> You're going to see a whole nother light of people. I will just say that. Mm. Um, it is, okay, this is what it's like. First of all, here's a tip from me to you, listeners. Kick on that, um, kick on the closed caption, because you're not going to, although, you know, <laughs> Officer Bud is a wonderful actor. He really is. He does have a very um, heavy accent, um, almost like uh, a very, sc- very whale, whale-ish. Um, so he's so Scottish. Kick, yeah. He's Scottish. Okay, so kick on that closed caption. It'll save you a lot of trouble and time and a lot of what? What do you have? What happened? <laughs> That'll help you. Second, think if the Brits did 24. Mm-hmm. Cross that with Luther. Mm-hmm. And you've got the show. Think the plots and the twists and maybe throw in a little homeland. Yeah. Throw in some homeland. Why yeah, not? it's a pr- perfect mesh of a British version of Homeland meets Luther meets 24. The reason I say this is that it is truly a binge-worthy experience. I can't, I can't even communicate that enough. You will want to, after one episode, go, oh my gosh, you'll want to go to the next, to the next. So give you some space, give yourself a little space and time to watch it. I highly don't suggest you just watch it one night then watch it the another night, and then watch it another night. If you do, you may sort of lose a couple details, but at the end of the day, my feeling is you're going to be very pleased with the show. I thoroughly was. The only knock I have is the very end. Oh. The end of the train. I was like, okay, all right. It's a little bit like, okay. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like, okay, this is the bad 
folks. These are the folks that really caused the situation. All right. Yeah. That's, thank you for that. But at, but I didn't, you know, who cares? It was a great show. Oh, wow. Now, look. For, look, okay. Let me take a different tack. So from the start, this show, it wants to do three things, people. Give you information. That's one. Build tension or quicken your pulse. Mm-hmm. So, You'll be yelling at the TV. I forgot to say that. <laughs> and look, it succeeds. Just listen to that music. You don't know when it's time <laughs> to get ready. Okay. And if you think that you're in the clear after episode one, you better think again. No, you ain't in the clear. No. Just wait until episode two. You better remind yourself to breathe. You better. Now, the final episode. Okay. No. Now, look. This is a good show. As the ref said, it is definitely worthy of a binge. Uh, but keep this in mind as you're binging. The time they spend developing the main character's backstories, it is going somewhere. Now, just mm-hmm. where, you'll find out. Uh, I do have a caveat, though. It can be overheated, shall we say, at times. Now, you're going to know what I mean when you see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought a little. like I didn't mind it because it was entertaining. But I will disagree with you, Ref. I like the ending. Uh-uh, <laughs> no, cheese. Yes, yes. Now, I, now, the ending episode overall, I thought I just liked them trying to pull everything together. <laughs> so here you go, everybody. <laughs> Bodyguard. I will have to end it with, it. it is shot beautifully. And, and you really you're on the streets of of of, in, of London. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that, if that's something that you enjoy doing, if you really seriously, if you like Luther, this is like Luther 2.0. Yeah, maybe not even 2.0. L- Luther, another version. It really is. You've got the annoying, you know, officers who <laughs> believe you and then don't believe you and leave right. you. And, and they're like, you. "How dare you? How dare you do this? Now I'm coming after you! Come on, people, have you learned? That? I know." <laughs> Right, and it's always the same type of person, I will say. Um, oh. The same type of person who has that doing, I I have a knock with you, London. I need you to widen your uh, cultural um, situation with that. But anyway, moving on to, uh, let's stay with actually Netflix. Sabrina's back. Yeah. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is back. Uh, totally new and familiar, I will say, if you're a Mad, uh, a Mad Men fan. A familiar cast. Um, it's 10 episodes, season one. It is pretty renewed for season two. Now, do you remember Sabrina the Witch? Then yes, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, it's back. Yeah. And we have Sabrina Spellman. This is played by Kieran Chitra, as you were saying, who is from Mad Men. Now, Sabrina's half human from her mama and half witch from a pappy. Mm. But currently, she's a witch in training. She lives in the town of Greendale, where every day's like Halloween, and Greendale is close to Riverdale. Mm. She goes to Baxter High School, whose adversarial principal is played by Bronson Pinchot. Now, if you're old enough to know, (laughs) yeah, that's Balky for Perfect Strangers. We love okay. Balky. <laughs> but look, Sabrina's about to turn 16, so you know everything's about to change. She's going to have to transfer to the Academy of Unseen Arts to train as a witch, which means she's going to have to leave behind her boyfriend, Harvey, 
and her two friends, Rosalind and Susie. But can she do that? She's not so sure. Also, Sabrina's mm. unaware that her favorite teacher at Baxter High recently has been possessed by Madame Seton, who promises oh, to deliver mm -hmm. Sabrina to her master, Satan. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Now, for witches and warlocks, Satan takes the place of God. So instead of thank God, it's thank Satan and so on. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. Now, on top of all of that, Sabrina has to contend with a witchy trio called the Weird Sisters. And there's Father Blackwood, who, like her father before him, is the high priest of the Church of Night, a.k.a. Dark Lord Satan's official representative on Earth. And he's the dean. He's the dean of the Academy of the Unseen Arts. Now he shows an interest in Sabrina, yet his intentions prove false. Uh, can a girl get a break? Now even still, Sabrina does have two witch aunts who live with her and protect her, and a warlock cousin named Ambrose who's the perfect sidekick. But he can't leave their home environs. You'll find out why. She also has a cat named Salem. That's her familiar, which basically means that Salem's her magical protector in animal form. Now, by the way, Salem in this show, he doesn't speak, not in words. He oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's so, not <laughs> he was funny in this show, yeah. Yeah. So here's a question. Will Sabrina be up to the task of protecting herself, or is she doomed? And is she the only one? Plus, what about the mortals in her life? Will there be collateral damage in that case? And just where are her parents? Now, hmm. review time. Are you ready for this? The look I am, but you know I ain't watching. <laughs> I know you're not. I know you're not. Now, the look and feel of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina are spot on for a show that's based on a character that was introduced in the Archie comic book series and is a spinoff of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It has yeah. a touch of retro, a touch of Little Red Riding Hood, a touch of something from Tim Burton and Guillermo del Toro, and a touch of Harry Potter, of course. Mm -hmm, it can be yeah. bold, which is good from time to time, and it's not afraid to have fun with the horror and witch genres, and I like that most about it. Plus, it has more teeth than it probably would have had if it were on the CW, right. which it was going to be. Now, one clue is the title. It says Chilling Adventures, right? It's not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. It's darker, it's scarier than anything Melissa Joan Hart had to do, okay? <laughs> However, despite all of that, it still has plenty of not quite compelling teen drama moments, especially during the first half of season one. Many times during that first half, I just wish they would go all the way all the time instead of some of the time. Also, some, though not all, of the attempts to handle current themes felt out of place. I mean, hello, this is a show about dark magic, demons, Satan, and so on. Even still, casting-wise, everyone makes sense. And my three favorites are, I'm going to call them by name, Michelle Gomez as the conniving Madam Satan. She was having a lot of fun. Mm. Dee Davis as Sabrina's kind Aunt Hilda. I loved her. I wish she was my aunt. Yeah. And Tati Gabrielle as Prudence, the sly and vicious leader of the Weird Sisters, who was saying, hey, I'm on the runway. Watch me. Whoa. Also, the music is straight out of the classic horror fantasy playbook, except when you get the teen drama stuff. Then it does other things. Okay. So when it's bold and dark or fun, it's at its best. Otherwise, it's, you know, whatever. Overall, though, while not 
fully binge worthy, it should do the trick for fans of the genre, especially if you're able to make it through the third and fourth episodes. Those were the most challenging for me. The fifth episode, things start to, you know, turn around. And the sixth episode is when things start to get interesting and worth a binge. Mm, well, good for you. <laughs> now let's end it with season premiere. I ain't doing nothing that says I'm about season. Uh, <laughs> season premiere, uh, Deutschland 86. Oh. Which was, last season it was 83. Yeah. <laughs> now we're at 86, not 84, but okay. No. Uh, the first season, you actually can check it out on Hulu. Um, but on, if you want to look at the second season, it's on Sundance, one of our favorite yeah. Sundance TV. You can catch that. Now, this was very interesting to hear you talk about the show. It was very interesting to hear you talk about the show last year. Well, three years ago. No, three years ago. That's right. That's right. It wasn't the, well, three, it was, is it three full years? It has been three years. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, the question is, are we going to remember? <laughs> Exactly. Do we want to remember? Mm. Now, as the ref saying, yes, this is the sequel to Deutschland 83. And as the title suggests, as I've said, three years have passed in real time and in fictional time. Mm. <laughs> and East German spy Martin has been in exile in Angola during that entire time. He's never even met his son who's taken care of by his ex-fiancee, Annette, and his mom. And he hasn't seen his aunt, Lenora, who recruited him as a spy. But that's about to change. Lenora's running an operation in South Africa. Yes, during apartheid, or apartheid, as we say it, outside of South Africa. And that's to sell West German, yes, West German arms, to the South African army in order to raise funds. Hmm. Now, this goes against the ideals and aims of East Germany and its communist allies, including the ANC. Nelson Mandela, anybody? Right, right. But things have gotten worse for East Germany. They have few resources and worthless money. And the Soviets are no longer providing the support they need. So what are they going to do? Well, Lenora, who's working with an ANC agent, reluctantly agrees to bring Martin back into the fold in order to accomplish her mission. But Martin's not happy at all with the way he's been treated since escaping West Germany as a spy. Hmm. He thinks that he saved East Germany's you-know-what during his first mission as a spy, and he hasn't been treated properly afterward. He can't even go back to East Dang. Germany. Oh, my. He also doesn't trust his aunt, and she returns to faith. Even still, they begin working together again, which means that nothing goes according to plan. And their failures and adjustments, that's what takes this show in all kinds of directions. Now, what about the home front? Well, the HVA, and that's East Germany's foreign intelligence agency, they have a special commission that plans to turn the East German economy around, but it will require capitalist techniques. Oh. And Lenora's former boss, a Walter, wants in on that commission. But he was demoted three years ago because of his failures. So he thinks, hey, it's time for a comeback, but does anyone else agree? Hmm. And by the way, Martin's ex is working with Walter on a plot that involves a highly suspect drug trial. So compromises are being made both at home and abroad. And the question is this, will any of this work? We know the long-term answer from history, but what about the short term? 
Also, can these spies keep their cover, which for Martin now is virtually impossible? And if not, can they stay alive? Mm. Oh, now, at the moment, Raph, when people think of this show, they also think of what? The uh, Americans. Yes. But, yeah. this ain't, but this ain't the Americans. Oh. It's a completely different show, and that's a good thing. So instead of a slow burn, the Deutschland series wants to keep things moving. So while you do have to read subtitles, though less so in this season, and while you do have to pay attention, comparatively, it's lighter on its feet. Now, just like the Americans, though, you get to hear some great 80s music. We get that. And the actors don't mess around, which is always welcome. In addition, I really like how they give you what you need to know and what you need to see with efficiency. Hmm. Even use an animation to bring you up to speed via Martin's character on just what's going on politically at the time. And that was smart to do in this uh, season's first episode. So if you haven't seen uh, this series at all yet, and you like watching spies get out of jams, whether plausibly or implausibly, yeah. right? Check it out on Hulu, as the ref said, and then you can come to Deutschland 86 afterward. But if you've watched Deutschland 83, what are you waiting for? Check out 86. As someone who watched, again, three years ago, Deutschland 83, uh, I have to say that it didn't take long for me to get back up to speed with the characters and conflicts, uh, and that suggests that maybe they know what they're doing, because I was worried about that. Plus, the conflicts are so entangled that the writers will have plenty to chew on throughout mm. the rest of this season. And for the next season to come, possibly three years from now, who knows? Oh. And, they already, and they are already calling it, Ref, Deutschland 89. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do we really have to wait? Let's fast forward. Anyway, yeah. that's on Sundance. You can check that out. And like the ref, or excuse me, like the critics said, if you <laughs> want to check it out on Hulu first, maybe do that. That wraps it up for us. Now, remember, it is Halloween. But you don't have to be scared because we just told you and informed you of some shows that are waiting for you. So don't be afraid to go ahead and take a bite out of them. <laughs> <laughs>